Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, what's up, what's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. If you're watching from YouTube, hello from the Skycam. I'm Tommy Sladak. This is Samantha Crossin. Reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want to get your podcasts. You can also find every episode on our CMY Central YouTube page. New episodes are released weekly going to be getting into some bi-weekly and we invite you to comment subscribe for more oz content and if you were watching us last week you saw that we were in a different set we were up in the new set upstairs not in the oz syracuse heavy themed show and um part of that is because we had a rain delay sam a true rain delay mm-hmm. i wish that the people who were listening could see truly how big this room is but it was so perfect that the rain was only over this table that you see now that we're sitting at. So that was that was a bummer, but we also got to have on a guest via Zoom as a result of that. So some good and some bad, but we're back. We're, we're back. back. Shout out Brian and Nelly. He's over there adjusting something right now. Makes this thing look grand and, Brand and, new. and better than ever in the matter of like an hour. The the man's a wizard. So we're back to we're glad to be down here. Um, I like to think it, it just it built character. It made us appreciate this set more than anything. Absolutely. And, and I'm happy to be back. I, I think that it definitely built some character for us. We, we had to go through that hardship Little together. Adversity, right. And I think we overcame it. I think so, too. And it leads us into some breaking news this Tuesday as we're recording this. Um, there was some stuff swirling around Twitter Tuesday morning. And, you know, as we're working to confirm it, you know, I think we're going to go with our, our guy that we we know and trust. And that's Syracuse.com's Brent Axe reporting that SU's most high-profile booster, and I don't even think it's even close, Adam Weitzman will no longer provide name, image, and likeness deals to Syracuse athletes or bring celebrities to Syracuse University athletic events. And to just put it into scope, if you don't know Adam's background, he's the upstate shredding, uh, very much just kind of your 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 do-it-all entrepreneur, um, social media influencer, millions of followers, and has deep ties to CMY in upstate New York and very much puts his money back in. And just to put into the scope of how much money, we're, we're talking more than $2 million in NIL deals to current and future SU student-athletes. That's what he said earlier this year. And while he says he's going to be honoring the ones that are already in place, the future, he's saying no more. And it's a pretty big deal. Not to mention all of the money that's not included in that, that it must take to fly in certain guests, to oh. fly in Jalen Hurts and Eagles players. He did that. DeMar Hamlin, all of the guests. Cole Hauser, Yellowstone, a little bit of everything. Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. So we've seen a lot of a lot of guests that have been brought in thanks to him. He brings into some basketball games. Definitely a draw, I would say, for some fans and potentially some recruits. Um and it wouldn't surprise me to see that some fans would be bummed to hear about this because NIL deals, whether you like them or not, I think everybody at this point has come around to the fact that that is a part of the landscape now. Um, and he was somebody who really did like to 
give all of his, give give some of his money to to the program. So, what did you make of that article, and why do you think that he decided to part ways with the university as far as NIL deals are concerned? Sure. Well, Adam pointed to in the article um, that it was it was a a vibe and energy, so to speak, that he got from Ken Severu, the university president, that he wasn't exactly a fan of. You know the 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 hope the high profileness of it all of of how much attention it attracted just from social media and from the media obviously when you have these type of big names coming in and of course the the involvement he has in what is still I believe a a little bit of a wild west of the world of nil but as we go on with time here more rules and more I guess. Um, I would say more rules are being implemented to help control what has been such a chaotic scene in its first year and a half. And that is ultimately what, when you look at, you know, this story dropping on Twitter Tuesday morning, right? You have a lot of people looking at it and being like, the SU's in trouble. SU's in trouble if this type of booster, this type of impact is being taken away. But there is also that sliver of the comments being like good because there's always been people that were found Weitzman's involvement to be off-putting. And it's important that we are talking and highlighting both sides of that because it isn't just this 100% audience of Syracuse fans that are all in on this. A good majority seem to be the case, but there are also some that have been hesitant because of that involvement and because of attention that could possibly draw from the NCAA. And, and again, such a uh, just kind of chaotic world. So what is because I do want to make sure I understand both sides of that yeah. I agree we should highlight them for me personally. I, I do think that ha the more NIL deals, the better. So explain to me what the people have been saying who do say this was off-putting. It's a good thing that he's no longer with the university on NIL deals. Sure, because the, the NIL deals right now for what they are are name, image, and likeness deals in which people are hired as a you know, a, a face of a company for and, and, and provide work to be a part of that. A good example of that is, um, you know, Garrett Schrader was doing some stuff with car commercials over the fall and winter. You'd see him week by week. Then you'd also have you know, smaller ones like the the fine mess tailgate that we spoke with multiple times where they had Enrique Cruz come and kind of do pump up videos, so to speak, and very much interact with with their community of fans that would tailgate. So you had a very small scale to the large scale. And ultimately, a part of the NIL deal is involvement in doing some sort of task and work. And so with Weitzman's case, it was signing them to be a part of his company in a way as almost doing some some work on the side, whether that be be involved in charity work, but there can't in the current rules, there can't just be a open and shut, I'm gonna give you 10K to come here. There needs to be almost a little bit of a a a sponsorship deal in there and saying He's in, he, he works, he, the, the athlete is working to get to this point. And I'm going to bring in Hodges here because he might be able to shine a little bit light on better than the, the words I just mumbled all together because it is a complicated thing. About NIL? Yeah. Dude, I played D3 sports. We didn't get any of that. Oh, I know that. <laughs> but it just, in, just in what you've observed over the last year or so. Um, it, it's just been one of the – it's one of those talking points that even like it, me consuming a lot of national sports media, no one really knows where it's going. The term Wild West has been thrown out a ton. And, I mean, you look at the transfer portal and where guys are going. Like, oh, 
this is an example away from Syracuse, but like Caleb Love going from North Carolina to Michigan. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think some of the things are that go into one of those things? A big time football player transferring to like Alabama or to Syracuse. Like, you've seen the transfer portal grow exponentially over the course of what's it been now? Like, uh, how many years exactly? Like, three to five, right? Since when? The transfer portal was kind of instituted. Oh, no. It's really only it's, been, well, the the freedom of it has only been in place for about i want to say 2 years, 2 and a half maybe. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's very uh, new. it's just it's chaotic and it's something that it, let's be real, the NCAA hasn't done a great job of evolving. Yeah. with with anything really. And with under new new, new leadership now, I think that's going to change for the better, but it's still going to take time. Mm-hmm. You're going to see boosters like an Adam Weitzman at other schools able to buy for lack of a better term and i i say that not trying to be negative i say that just being like it's a word that's the first thing out of my mind like there are influencing recruits i guess is the better way of saying it yeah we have these opportunities here in like austin texas or in eugene oregon with nike or in um northwestern even like with all of these companies that are going to be based in chicago or are already based there they're going to be able to draw some pretty top tier recruits there Big time, and it's and it's a huge part of what is going to be recruiting moving forward. And I have I have two lines here to really help summarize what I was just trying to say in the in the. I feel like I know where you're going because I have the same thing pulled up. You want to you want to let it rip because well, we're the bottom, on we're on the same page. I agree. The bottom line is I think that the hesitancy here is the fact that perhaps by him being involved in some of these nil deals he could put the school in danger of violations. Is that fair to say that that's part of the reason why the school could be hesitant about it is because some experts told Syracuse.com his actions might be enough to trigger an NCAA inquiry? I think it's, it's you know, we can really only speculate that that's the reason, especially in, you know, in the story they say that they're, they're not commenting on it. But I do think that is, that's absolutely what, what's, the, what's been the looming question since this all started is, is it attracting enough attention to where the NCAA can't help but say, okay, maybe we need to look into this. But if here's, here's the thing that I think is going to help Syracuse fans um, understand where we're heading. Adam's a huge deal here because he is that one big name, that one big name with a ton of money, ton of bread. You go to some of these SEC schools in a school like Texas and whatnot, and, and you have that oil money involved, and there's 50 Adam Weitzmans. But right. that's why I'm I I really am so confused by all this. Like I yeah. even even the fact that okay, there is the possibility that it could trigger some kind of a violation. But if you're Syracuse, why would you not want this guy involved in the program? Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense mm-hmm. because he's the kind of person who like not only could it help to potentially bring in some recruits, but it even says that the reason why he wanted to throw in some of this money, and I and I truly believe this was his intention, is solely for the purpose of making the program better, of bringing them back to that kind of, of team where they could be a national championship caliber team. And because Syracuse is a relatively small city, I am really surprised that the one person who, you know, the fact that we even have an Adam Weitzman seems kind of yeah, like, totally. like, why do we even have this dude who has, you know, millions of followers and I all this that. influence and all of this money? So the fact that he wants to spend it on the program, I would love to hear what you guys think. For me personally, this is this is feeling like a big loss. It really is. Financially speaking, yeah. And, and it could have a huge impact down the line. The two lines I was going to say, though, to break down NIO in its simplest form. 
um, which is much better than the way I tried to say it, is that college athletes are going are allowed to receive financial compensation now for their name, image, and likeness. It refers to the use of an athlete's name, image, and likeness through marketing and promotional endeavors. So again, that marketing, that promotional endeavors, you know, ultimately it's a it's a explanation for what is like Brendan saying in a way can be just buying players to come to your school. Understanding where college athletics is start, is heading is starting with who the new man that is taking that's taken over at the NCAA and it's the former governor of Massachusetts. They needed someone that understands Washington DC that understands the national politics at play that is very much changing the landscape of this whole thing because end of the day these teams, these players have been money-making machines forever. And just now they're starting to get their cut that they very much deserve. No doubt, man. No doubt. I agree. And the only other thing I want to clarify is I wasn't even saying earlier, for me, I'm not even saying so much about testing the boundaries or seeing what is appropriate versus what is not. All I'm saying is NIL deals are legal now. They are. Right. So why not compete in that way why not give yourself and your school a competitive advantage in that way if other schools are going to be doing the same thing that's all i was trying to say right but again there are those rules in place and, yes. and the question is with the ncaa is are they actively or going to be looking into everything and really policing it because right now it just doesn't seem like that again wild west that is it's still the name of it because from what we know we haven't read anything about there being you know, these crazy major violations. There was something with the Cavender twins down yes. in Miami. Is yep. that really the only thing I can think of over the last year? But you can't tell me that now that I'm thinking about it, that that's the only thing that they've looked into. Agreed. Because maybe it's been clean. Maybe it's maybe it's checked all their boxes. But end of the day, Adam is the big name here. And because, you know, CMY, it's it's this is the local community. Sometimes it feels like that is the biggest story everywhere. But in reality, you know, there, there's hundreds of Adam Weitzmans. There just happens to be one right here. So he is the big name. And to think that he's at the very top of the NCAA's list, I think that's a ridiculous thing to think about. Uh, but, but naturally, with big donors, and you have these rules in place, there's no reason why the NCAA shouldn't want to look and check stuff to make sure things are going the way it's supposed to go. And that is allowing financial compensation through marketing and promotional endeavors. Are they meeting that? And what exactly does that mean? That's been the age old question for the last two years. Right. And again, I don't know the answer to that, but maybe that's just another conversation and interesting thing to think about is who's, who is the onus on to come up with these rules to establish the boundaries? And to your point, how much is it actually going to be policed next year and in the years to come? I think those are important questions. They are. They are. Good convo. Moving on. Let's get to some uh, let's get to some lax talk and then a little softball talk. We have some trivia. Uh, but before we get to that, we have a replay of a few weeks ago. Sam, Sam said something in, in, in particular about this Syracuse men's team that um, we're starting to see play out right now, Brendan. What would you categorize as a success over these next four games? Is it just getting one of them? Or are, you, or, or are your expectations higher? And where, does that, and, and where do you think that's, that stems from? I know that's a tough question. I don't think that my expectations necessarily for the season are higher than one ranked 
win. Yeah. But my expectations for the program for the are program, higher than that. Certainly, certainly. I think if you go to Syracuse to play men's lacrosse, there's a certain level of umph that comes with that. I would love to see them. I would love to see them grab two, maybe even three. All right. Well, Syracuse moving up to 17 because they got one of those two or three wins that Sam was hoping for, beating Princeton 16 to 13. And yeah, they took care of the Tigers. It was a fun game to watch. We saw improvements in multiple places, and it was enough for a team that really just got their first win over that team they weren't supposed to beat all year, and it was enough to put them back in the balls. I told you, it's an unfortunate situation, but sometimes for teams, especially when they have some some young characters who contribute in a big way, it's a completely different situation once all of that pressure is gone. I just felt like that's what they needed was to feel like, we're out of the rankings here, and let's just play these next few games and not worry about what playoff time and NCAA tournament time could bring. And look at the result. I mean, some of the standouts I see on this list that really stick out to me, they've been having a hard time with the faceoff all year long. All of a sudden, Jack Fine has a career day, winning 20 of 32. Boom, that's a difference maker. I would absolutely say that they probably would have won two or three games that they didn't win this season if that would have been the case that's one of the biggest biggest things that they need to fix moving forward so to see that you know the face-off went well will mark played well which you know how i feel i think he's been pretty good all season long um you know those kinds of things make a difference and it was really nice to see them get that collective win and now they're back in the rankings all of a sudden so Exciting stuff, an exciting time for the team. I think you uh, you know hit the nail on the head there with the, just the the change at the X because end of the day, statistics are statistics and numbers don't lie. And getting those possessions, it comes it, it ends up being a crucial factor. So if that's able to stay the case and he's able to win the majority of those, then I think they're absolutely competitive here in these next two games and uh, or three games. Sorry, and all three of those are against teams in the top eleven because you have North Carolina number two, Virginia, and then number three, Duke, um, starts this weekend. This is North Car- I guess North Carolina is 12-11, um, depending on what rankings we're going out there. But um, they have an odd an odd neutral site game at a high school in Maryland, Our Lady of Good Counsel. Anyone, f- anyone familiar with Oni Maryland? I, I looked that up today, and there are, I think there are multiple of those across the country. And when I went on the actual athletics website, it said Olney Maryland. And I was like, I never heard of this school, but I guess it's kind of in between. Maybe it's a big lacrosse school down there in Maryland. Sam would probably know more than either of I us. honestly, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hate to say that I don't, but I'm sure there is a reason for it because it does feel pretty intentional. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I just I, I looked for the reason. I just couldn't find one. Maybe they're just doing it just because. I don't I don't know. I, we'll figure. It. We'll ask around and we'll we'll, fi- we'll, we'll figure find it out. out. One thing I have thought about is you're kind of meeting in the middle, so you know for a neutral site game. ESPN is also just, very close. It's closer to Maryland than it is to Syracuse and or Chapel Hill. Or could it be an exposure for the sport kind of situation? That's the first thing that came yeah. to my mind. But honestly, just speculating. We'll look into it. We'll we'll look into it. We'll get back with an answer. So this will be interesting. North Carolina they lost to um, I believe it was 1911 the first go around, or is it 1611? Now I'm, do- now I'm double-guessing myself. That's Are you not talking good. about to SU? Yes. I don't think they've played Syracuse yet. Yes, they have. They have? Yes. I'm, I might have had one of those last week. I think it was it was. It was 19 to 11. 19 to 11. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, not losing my mind. But anyway, they, they were very competitive in that game, and that was one of those classic, like, just fourth quarter, 
all of a sudden wasn't a thing. So Sam, they need you want to see them get one more. I think ultimately, do they do they need two more first shot at, at moving on past this? Well, into the postseason again. That is also such an interesting question because. I know it doesn't work this way, but I was just thinking about it. On the men's side, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's a 16-team field. Right, Brendan? It's a fantastic question. I uh, think for NCAA men, I thought it was 16. It, I, I think it is because the women's tournament is weird where they have like – 29. Nine, yeah, 29 team. I think it's 16. But it's not gonna. It doesn't necessarily mean the top sixteen teams. I get know in because the rankings. There's like Princeton was under five hundred in the rankings last week. And this that's exact. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I was about to say is it's interesting because right now Syracuse is still kind of you know they're hovering in that top twenty. But just because you're in the top sixteen doesn't mean you have to make it. We know that because of the the situation that happened with Notre Dame. I don't remember if that was last year or two years ago, but that was pretty messed up. Right. Um. You know, by the it end, looks I at thought sixteen with two playing games. With two playing games, yeah. Um, at least that's what it was last year. I think they're at least in the conversation potentially, depending on how the next two games go. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely depending on how how these next few games go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would love to see that whether it's it's for a spot in the tournament or not. I just think that it would mean a lot for this team to finish on a high note. You talked about this during football season, a little bit of recency bias. I love that word. You know, I think that's so important is to kind of remember how the season finished. What kind of team were you at the end? Um, you know, that that carries on. That momentum shifts into the next season. Um, and Brendan did have this written down. I also think, you know, this is kind of a neat and positive note is that there were 11 different orange scorers, or I'm sorry, credited with at least one point. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal that they're sharing the ball better and they're spreading the wealth and there are more contributors. All of those are things that you can take away as a positive, no matter what the outcome of the season is. I was very impressed with some second chance efforts that they had and just staying with it and not giving up on the play. And uh, it was just overall, it was a, it was a great game. It was a great game down there in Jersey. And I'm hoping it's enough that they can feed off it going into UNC because this back stretch here it ain't easy and uh, it's not going to be easy for the SU women here too. They put up a big showing against Duke though Syracuse men did. Yeah but you know ultimately need those dubs. (laughs) Need those dubs. Uh, Any trivia on the men's side or is it it, it women's only. It's on the men's side only. No women's trivia today. Uh, First ranked win of the season guys. Sorry Princeton. Have fun outside the rankings. Um, Who was the last team Syracuse beat that was ranked? Ooh, wow. Um, I feel like they had one last year. Can we get the year? No. I feel like it was last year. I don't know hmm. about that. All right, let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Let's make a good post. We'll do good podcasting here. Good radio. Uh, you want me to read the question? I know you made fun of me last week by saying that you read the question a second time. Uh, this is another example where you think I'm not going to watch the podcast, but I did. Flashing back to football season. Mm. So I'm going to read the mm. question the second time. Well, not verbatim, but just like, who was the last ranked win that Syracuse had before Princeton? I feel like it was last year. And it was 1913 for the North Carolina game this year. 1913. Okay, yeah. great. I don't know why. I don't know if I can get behind that or not. Who was it? They Who who did they win against at all last <laughs> year? I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe they only it was won, the They only won four games last year. Okay, then maybe. Yeah, but don't say that because like, you know he tries to – you know he tries to throw us off. What? No it, way. They, they had <laughs> He's like, you're like Swiper from it was, Dora. It was <laughs> like a villain. Swiper, no swiping. It was in the Rachel last – Rachel Culver got this question right, guys. Is Rachel back there right now? She is back here right now. Hmm. 
Rach, any hints? <laughs> She's not on the microphone. She doesn't give hints. It was worth a shot. <laughs> um, just scream it for me, and I can hear it over yeah, the, right? the, the wall here. All right, let's just think for a minute, first yeah. of all, about who would be ranked. I don't know why the first... I'll just give you just so I could say it. I don't sure. know why. I know they lost them both times last year. For some reason, the name that's coming to my head is Notre Dame for mm. just absolutely no reason at all. I have that in my head. I but think they, yeah. it also, a, a UNC would be definitely possible. A Maryland would definitely be possible. Mm-hmm. A it, 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 was not, it was not further back than 2021. I know that. I know it deep down in my soul is not further back than 2021. And now I'm really trying to lock in on it and have it just right there. A part of me, th- a part of, uh, maybe it was just because Tucker Dordovic had that crazy goal last year, and it's the and it, I knew it was a good game. They ultimately do you remember lose. who they won against last year? No, I can't even remember that. I can't even remember what I, I don't. It wasn't. Yesterday. It wasn't Notre Dame. So if last year is the year, was, I th- no, I think I think I think it had to have been two years ago. I think it was either I think it was either Duke or Notre Dame. You just guess one, all right, and I'm going to guess one. I'm going 2021 Duke, and I'll go Notre Dame, and we'll just see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Slater got the year wrong. He got the team right. Yes, <laughs> and it w- Tucker Dordovic, five goals against Duke last season. In a fourteen to ten win, it was it last, was last year. year. That mother, <laughs> nice mother of Earth, Brendan Hodges. Of Earth. Gosh, <laughs> if if we did not nice. have that exchange, I would have just said Duke last year. I know. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. <sighs> Why do I even say a year? That's just like I just pinned myself. You didn't have you, to you didn't say even a have year. To do that. Now you're gonna get like said, docked half a point. I just wanted like I, I just wanted said, bonus no, points. I, I no, wanted, like, I, really I didn't. I'm not talking points. I didn't ask you to name the year. You just did. Mm. You got the team right. You got the question right. Good I job. Feel good about that. Good job. Thank good you. job. Thank you. I can't. Why did I think they lost that game? Just trauma. Just I think recent trauma. Just trauma. <laughs> <laughs> trauma with the team. Uh, good I, question, Brendan. You have by the way, else? I have a second one, but that's for later in the show, like towards the very end. Okay. Okay. All right. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Well, let's get into some Syracuse women's lacks because they're still number one. Oh, yeah. Four weeks in a row. <laughs> four, 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 four. That's your little That's dance. a long time. That's a month. That's a month at number Unreal. one. Unreal. I know. This seems unstoppable. I felt like they would be number one, but to have this type of momentum heading into UNC, I mean, we couldn't ask for anything better. I agree, but ever since Trina Habel was like, this is the thorn stuck in our side, Mm. I'm like worried that she even put that energy out into the air. I'm happy she did. If you skip to page five, there's a stat on that. Oh, I like that. Uh, uh, There's no page numbers. Hold on. I can read, though. I, I read English. North Carolina is one of only five teams that SU has a losing record against, six and ten all time. The other four are Georgetown, Maryland, Northwestern, and Yale. Where's this? Where page five. This? Page five. I'm not getting pages. <laughs> Here. Go to the last page and look on the front side of it. Okay. 
All right, I got it now. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. If you're watching on YouTube, here's our, here's our note packet. Just get confused from time to time. Only <clears throat> one of five teams that SU has a losing record against. Even that is amazing, first of all. The Maryland record's insane, but then I forgot about their run that they had uh, when they were like filthy beyond belief for the longest time. Can I just say, I, I, believe JJ I, watched, wife played for I watched Jen Adams' team this weekend against Colgate. Oh, my God. Loyola is very good. They always are. And they still haven't played their best lacrosse of the season yet. They always are. The Greyhounds, man. When's that game against Army again, Brendan? I think it's this week. Mm. That will be very exciting I'm to see Army too. and Loyola go up against each hey, other. Hey, Army's not undefeated anymore. I know. True story. True story. It's just facts. But anyway, this team, 14-0, um, first time in program history, I believe they have that right. Uh, well, obviously, first time in program history. They had a 13-game win streak. That now gets broken um, at 14 games. And I was over there at Cicero North Syracuse over the weekend for the 19-10 win against Clemson. Right. How was that? Awesome. Like, honestly, tremendous. Um, the crowd was great. Like, it was, it, was, it was free to get in. But, you know, we had been pushing it. Monster Jam came in, which felt very slap in the face-ish for a team that's number one. But ultimately, I think it ended up being a blessing just because it was a beautiful day. And, I mean, Michael J. Bragman's a big stadium. That's the biggest in central New York, mm -hmm. for sure, at the high school level. And uh, that place was pretty much full. Like, we're talking a fantastic crowd. And Kayla talked about it after the game. The players talked about it. It was just a really good energy. Not to mention just like to have that new type of camera shots personally, you know, for the sports department. It was very, it was very refreshing. <laughs> and honestly, I just hope that like no matter what the outcome is for this team come May. Sure. They realize that people in the community really care about this. I was sitting in on a board meeting yesterday at North Syracuse for things Dope. completely unrelated to sports yeah <laughs> but they made a mention about it they were talking about the fact that yeah we had you know we hosted the Syracuse women's lacrosse team over the weekend they talked about the attendance numbers like people are talking about this and saying how great it is for the community so it's really exciting to have a team that's ranked number one but this game against UNC is going to be very interesting walk me through it Sam what have what what's been on your mind when it comes to this because I know this is the type of thing that you probably just are driving down the road and just start thinking about it it's interesting. I mean, certainly having North Carolina and Boston College left on the schedule, I think that that's exactly where you would want to be. The first thought that comes to my mind is good on head coach Kayla Trainer if this was up to her to schedule these games as late in the season as possible. I really don't think that you want to face North Carolina in February, in March. I really think you want that to be an April kind of matchup. The other interesting thing to keep in mind no matter what happens in the outcome of this particular game, is that it is definitely likely that it's not the only time that you're going to see them this year. I think that's I another think so. thing to keep in mind. Perhaps it is definitely possible that this is only round one. Sure. And I think that also probably mixes up the strategy a little bit. You know, are you going to see a team like this again? Um, but I, I think I just think it's critical. I think that UNC is one of those matches that you have circled on your calendar every single year if you're Syracuse. And if they're able to beat them, I think it just, again, kind of reestablishes dominance. Um, I do think when I think about the teams that could take this team down or could be the reason why this team does not secure their first national championship, I think about North Carolina and I think about Northwestern. Hmm. Honestly, even over Boston College, those are the two teams that in my head, I'm like, these teams could be a problem. 
Well, right now, one of the biggest storylines heading into Saturday is going to be uh, Megan Tyrell. She had five points against Clemson, and it was one of those watching the game where we already knew it. But again, the the the, the distribution of wealth on that offense is just and really just the the whole package the the way the defense is able to get the ball up the field and and Delaney Swites are coming up huge but Tyrell's sitting at 388 points and that is five points behind second place Kayla Trainer with 393 and eight points behind um newly jersey retired Katie Rowan with 396 on the um, all-time points list. So it, just to put that into perspective, it's pretty crazy. She's also at 243 goals, and she has Christina Dove and Kayla Trainer above her. So just the fact that we're inching even closer doing that, it could happen against UNC. It would be very much an icy on the cake if we were to both see that W and that record be broken at North Carolina. I think that'd be pretty sweet. This is the bottom line, and I truly think that this is an unbiased opinion. I would say from a positional standpoint, Syracuse is a better team in every position than UNC besides maybe defense. Got it. Still, that's not enough to win a game. It's not. Like, that's why I don't even buy into win the draw, win the game, because none of those things are true 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. I think you need energy in this game, effort. And I had had a a call with a coach today. This is unrelated, but I just thought this was an, an interesting phrase. He said, I always tell my players that you should play with emotion, but you shouldn't get emotional. I think even that's really important. You know, Syracuse has had a lot of games where the opponent did not really test them that well. Mm-hmm. How are they going to be in a high-pressure situation or in a situation where they are down by a couple goals if that were to happen? They haven't yeah. been in that situation a lot, and you have to figure out late in the season how you're going to manage that those emotions. I think the closest they've they've been to that was Stony Brook in the very beginning, and then the, the biggest one being Loyola, which I'm happy that happened on the road. Because mm-hmm. that was something that did seem a little bit like it was it was late. I remember that. But but to have that true full test for all four quarters, no, I don't believe we've seen that. Do and I emotionally, they have I, not it, they have right. not felt that. Right. You know, and and for the players that have been on this team, you know, for for three, four, five years, the the Megan Tyrells, the Emma Wards, the Megan Carneys, you know that this this feels like their year to to do it yes and to beat this team and to really make their mark uh in this in this 2023 season i'm excited yeah i mean my, my last note here is even like when i say even you know playing with with your your emotions but also kind of keeping it contained you know there are also just silly mistakes that sometimes do arise as a result of those emotions being high keeping keeping you know defensively making sure you aren't getting any cards or that nothing's getting out of hand those kinds of things really do impact the outcome of the game so I'll be really interested to see how this all shakes out yeah me too big time and let's get to um Our last but not least note, and this is one I'm very excited to report on, freshman pitcher for Syracuse, Madison Knight, Baltimore, Maryland native, threw the 11th no-hitter in Syracuse softball history in an 8-0 win over North Carolina State this past Saturday. Seven Ks, two walks, and five innings, and boy, did she crush it. Very fun to see. She joins three other freshmen to get it done, including Sydney O'Hara, a CNS grad back in 2014. So exciting stuff and just an exciting moment for a Syracuse softball team and, and hope to see more of it. But to have a freshman do it, that feels cool. I'm proud. I mean, it's it's really exciting. I, I think that, you know, sometimes we probably don't even talk about softball enough, but we I'm so excited. We, we need two more. Yeah, and we're going like to that. more. Yeah, definitely, definitely make me want to. So congratulations. That's an amazing accomplishment. There we go. Hodges, your last trivia. 
It has nothing to do with softball, by the way. That's fine. Uh, it has to do with football, actually, and punters. Punters are people, too, guys. Okay. Who was the last Syracuse Orange punter to throw a touchdown pass in a football game? Okay. Well. That is random. Let's break it down. <laughs> um, the theme for this quiz is relatively current events, by the way. Relatively current events. And who, and who knows, who knows Riley, what relatively could Is it Riley Dixon? Mean? No. Ah. Oh, I was really hoping you could just Sterling Hoff's director? That is correct. Oh, wow. Okay. He did it this weekend. Did he really? Yeah. He's part of the XFL's St. Louis Battlehawks. He threw a <laughs> hey! 64-yard touchdown pass on a fake punt this weekend. That's sick. You should oh, go watch it. Oh, you know what? It. I did see that. Speaking, You're on an absolute Speaking Peter. of, are you, are you a Battlehawks diehard? Brendan's a, he's a Missouri Battlehawks <laughs> diehard. Uh, I mean, look, when the like, you know how, like, you're allowed to have a team per, like, league now, yeah. I feel like, like, Soccer teams, I'm just, I just kind of enjoy soccer, like internationally, obviously U.S. men's national team, but like club soccer, I just enjoy it. Uh, NFL, Tommy and I, go Birds. But XFL, hey, birds, it, Philly doesn't have a team, so you know, you got to stick with the roots. The Rams got snatched away mm-hmm. from that community. Yeah, they did. All they've had is subpar Mizzou football for the longest time. Uh, hey, they year. had the Blues. Oh, well, that's hockey. Well, that's yeah, hockey, right. yeah, and the Cardinals, which are yeah. always a pretty solid bet. But it, they're filling out that dome again. And like I think they play at home again this weekend, and I wouldn't be shocked if the entire thing was sold out. They've had the first time the X thirty eight thirty plus thirty five, and I think thirty five. The first time the XFL wants their football back. The first time the XFL came back, they filled out that bottom bowl of the dome. Then COVID hit. Yeah, shut down. Yeah, and they've already they filled out the bottom bowl of the dome at America Center multiple times now, and I would not be shocked. Like I said, if there's sixty thousand people in there for their last couple home games or if they get there that semifinal game for the North Division in that league. Shout out shout out those punters, man. Shout, shout out Sterling Hoffricker. Shout out Sterling and and speaking of Mizzou, uh new punter coming into Syracuse this year. You're kidding, right? Is uh what do you mean? Is he from Mizzou? Yes. <laughs> like he transferred from Missouri? Yes. Oh my um look at that transition. Oh, I have his name. Um we follow each other. Jack Stonehouse. Oh, wait, I didn't. I mean, what I, a great I, name. I put that list together. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, anyway, excited for that to happen. Uh, last thoughts. Punters are people, too. <laughs> Punters are people, too. Uh, just anything? I mean, what else can I say except uh, yeah, I would former – wannabe special teams ace in college. I love I love the punters, man. I love the punters, man. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, that closes it out. The Orange Zone Podcast. Tommy Sladek, Samantha Crossan. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure you're liking and subscribing for more OZ content. And uh, we'll be right back here before you know it. See ya. Peace, peace.